Hello, hello, my beloved listeners. This is Catherine Larange, your host of the My Dead Dragon podcast. And I am coming in today with uh, a neighbor over in Whistler. I'm in Alberta, so we're kind of technically kind of like long distance neighbors, Melissa Dealey. And Melissa's business is your guided health journey. Melissa is an integrative health practitioner and registered health coach, and she's dedicated to helping her clients discover the root cause of their health issue and truly heal. Melissa's business is 100% virtual, which is so handy these days, and she works with the entire English-speaking world. Melissa uses a two-prong approach. The first one is to discover your toxic load and lower it, and then the second one is to discover your body's imbalances and then guide you on bringing your body back into balance, at which point it heals itself. So Melissa, welcome to the podcast, and I'm really curious to hear your story and how you came to realize that you were the main character of your of your life and heroine of your own journey. Well, thank you so much for having me, Catherine. I'm excited to be here. And this part of my story, let's say, started seven years ago when I had been working uh, in corporate for 24 years and Big Fish bought Little Fish Mm. And Big Fish decided they didn't need me anymore. And I was given an hour to clear out my desk and no Mm. word of thanks. Wow. In that moment, I knew three things. That whatever I did next had to be of service to humanity and the planet. Mm. That I was never going to work for someone else again. And that I had no idea what that was going to be that I would do next, but Mm. I was open to being guided. And so it was kind of in that moment that I decided that I had to be the heroine of my own journey because working for someone else, this is how it turns out that clearly wasn't going to work for me. And I wasn't going to go down that path again. And the open to being guided part was new at that point, but something just told me that I just had to be open to opportunities. I knew this was a kick in the pants to be able to do something completely different. Mm. And I knew I didn't want to go back and stay and even stay in the same industry, but I literally had no idea where I was going. And later that year, I stumbled upon a company that specialized in brain health supplementation. And I thought that was really interesting because I knew that I used my brain 24-7 and no one had ever told me that I could do more to support the health of my brain. And I also knew that we had near epidemic levels of Alzheimer's and dementia happening. And yet I had a grandmother who was 99 years old at the time, lived by herself, fully capable of caring for herself, cognitively functioning, and, you know, still living. And... I knew I had good genes, but something made me wonder, is that enough? Mm. And I started comparing her life to my life. And she was born in 1916 in little Christchurch, New Zealand in the bottom corner of the world before all the toxins we have in our world today and growing all their own food on their property. And then I looked at my life, great life. I was raised in Tokyo, Japan, and it was the 1970s. And that was the height of manufacturing plants spewing out toxins. So I realized compared to my grandmother, I was really toxic. And that put me behind the eight ball. If I wanted to be on her life, which is to, 
you know, live that long, joyful life. She lived until 101 and died in her sleep in her own home. Wow. Whereas the average in North America is people dying slowly over 10 years in a nursing home. Hmm. I didn't want that. That's mm-hmm. not quality of life, right? So that was an interesting aha. Uh-huh. So I started learning about the brain and what more I could be doing to support my own brain and learning about how toxins impact our body. And about four months later, my oldest daughter got a concussion in her first high school soccer game of the season for grade 12. And so she had just started using this brain supplementation. And I started taking her to her appointments with physiotherapists and other practitioners specializing in concussion recovery, because I realized she didn't have the cognitive ability in that moment to go to the appointment and come home and tell me what they'd said she should do before the next appointment on her healing journey. So I was going to all of her appointments and I was giving her good nutrition for the brain to continue helping her brain heal. Two months later, I'm driving to Vancouver and I get a phone call from our high school that my daughter in grade eight has a suspected concussion from gym class. And in that moment, I literally, I was driving along the ocean and I looked out at the horizon and up at the heavens and I said, really, this is how you show me my path? Please stop taking out my children. And I only had two girls and now they both had concussions, very different concussions. Mm. And I now started going to both sets of appointments to support their healing journey. And I realized what do other people do that don't conveniently have a mother that isn't working, right? Mm -hmm. That can go to all the appointments with them. And I realized that when you're in the muck of trying to heal and the body's in that stress state, it can't heal. We have to get out of that stress state for the body to heal. And there's no better way than getting out of that stress state than having someone guide your path, letting you know what it is that you do next and following up and encouraging you in between appointments and make sure you're doing what you need to be doing, that accountability piece. And I live in a small town. So other people knew our story. And before long, others were asking me, you know, my son just got a concussion. What do I do? I have an employee with a concussion. How do I get them back to work? My husband got a concussion. What do I do? And then I was asked to work in a new holistic clinic that was opening up because we do have a lot of concussion in this town. And I was the one bringing a nutritional piece to that recovery and supporting people through the journey, not just letting them go appointment to appointment to appointment with nothing in between. But I couldn't work there because I didn't have certification. And ever since I've been let go, I did have life coach bouncing around in the back of my head, but it hadn't ever landed. And I didn't really know why. And I hadn't worried about it. But now I need a certification. So I'm thinking maybe now is when I need to go and get my life coach training, right? So I call a friend who's a life coach and said, where did you do your training? I need a certification. I should do my life coach certification. And he just said to me, no, you need to do a health coaching certification, And I went, what? What's that? I've never Mm. even heard the term before. And I started Googling health coaching certifications. And oh my God, I was in heaven. I knew this is what I wanted to be doing in that moment. He'd given me that gift of the next step in my journey that I was allowing to unfold. And within 10 days, I'd started the next intake of the course that I decided most aligned for me. And As I started that course, I also started realizing, wow, I'm over 40 years old and I didn't know this about my body. I didn't know that. Nobody's ever told me this. 
How come I've never heard that before? All these little lifestyle things that we can change in order to positively impact our health, but first we have to know it. And I realized in my you know, corporate years and raising two kids, I was busy. Mm-hmm. And I'd never taken a nutrition course through high school or university. I'd never had a desire to become a doctor. So I just hadn't had access to any of this information because you have to actively seek it. It's not readily available. And I realized, well, if I don't know this, How many other thousands of people don't know this either? And so then it became my mission to start sharing this information with others and educating them and empowering them in their health. And so that's the work that I do today. And from my health coaching certification, I went into becoming an integrative health practitioner because that gave me the science so we could go deeper into discovering those imbalances in the body. And when we know the imbalances and we know the deficiencies and we know the toxic load, then we know exactly how to remove the toxins and then support the body's deficiencies so that it comes back into balance because then it will heal itself. And that's what the body is designed to do. And so I offer this not just with one appointment, but a series of appointments as I educate them on their healing journey and hold them accountable and hold their hand and ask them to trust in the process and relax so that their body can truly heal. Hmm. I absolutely love my work. I've landed in a place of passion and purpose. And, you know, looking back with that 2020 hindsight, I'm so grateful for a big fish having let me go seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that, Melissa. And, and so I'm, I'm, Curious about in in that kind of moment or the moments where where you got let go, you're recognizing, okay, I don't want to go back. I I want to do you know something that helps people. I don't know what it is, and so you know I think for a lot of people, and and what I know is that life whispers. We ignore the whisper. It shows up with like a two by four. Sometimes it's like a holy eviction or whatever we want to call it. I call it. it a wrecking ball, right? A wrecking, <laughs> yeah. yeah, wrecking ball, two by four, holy eviction, yep. whatever. I've had a, had a couple myself for sure. So, how in that process were you able to really honor the part of you that that knew I can't go back to this? This is not for me right? Because that I think we all have those those patterns or experiences where when things get difficult, when we're in the growth, or we're in that expansion, we're in the possibility, we're in the change. It can be challenging sometimes and, and the pattern can be to go back to the familiar. So how did you how did you choose to not? How did you continue to show up and choose to move forward? And I don't know what this is going to look like, but I'm trusting the process. So there's a few things there. Part of it is possibly ego because Mm. I live in a small town and I was working um, for a company in national sales. And if I stayed in my industry, I didn't want to leave my small town because I love my small town. So it was first understanding what was most important to me. My husband had a great job here. My kids love living here. I didn't want to leave. So My choices were limited by my small town to a certain extent, right? And if I went, stayed in the same industry and got a job in my small town, I would have been taking my career backwards 10 years plus Mm. and going back into something I had done 10 years Mm. ago. And so part of that was ego. It's like, I've been there. I've done that. I don't want to do that again. And why do I want to go backwards 10 years? 
part of it, and I'm very grateful to my mother who always raised me as an optimist and to kind of look at the opportunity. And so I really did look at this as an opportunity to see what else I could do, to challenge myself and to embrace that. You know, it's that saying that we've heard a million times, when one door closes, another door opens. And will you choose to step through it? And so it was a mindset that I absolutely chose to step through it. Mm. And we've also heard that saying of burn your boats, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and so I, in my mind, I burned my boats. I walked through mm. that door and I burned the boats and I wasn't going back. Mm-hmm. But I also knew that I needed support in that, right? So it's who you surround yourself with. What books are you reading? And so even though I didn't know where I was going or or where I was going to land, I did decide I could use this time for my own personal growth to figure myself out. And so I did start reading books, like books like, you know, Carol Dweck's The Mindset, right? Getting into, you know, The Millionaire Mindset, Think and Grow Rich, Atomic Habits. There's been so many books that I've read and reread over the years. Gabby Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back. That was a big book for me at that point. You know, and I joined entrepreneurial organizations like, you know, BNI just to learn. Started going to chamber events just to meet other entrepreneurs and be around other people who'd done it before me so I could learn from them. And I do love meeting people. And so that was also fabulous. And in meeting those people, they kept giving me the next step along the way, right? Mm. You know, my story that I gave you was kind of the 20,000 foot overview. Mm -hmm. And there were so many little steps along the way. And so I actively sought out people that had done this before me in my town so that I could be learning from them. And, And that was really powerful. Even if it, you know, one of the ladies that I learned from was a lady who did foot detoxes. Mm. And she did laser therapy. And just in our talking through the consultations of the foot detoxes and her entrepreneurial journey, I started learning from her, right? There's so many people around us that we can learn from. And I embraced the learning and, again, loved every minute of it. And it was never that linear line from A to B. It was a zigzag line, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, did every, everything that I learned get me exactly where I was going today? Was some of it a bit of a sidetrack? Absolutely, there were sidetracks. But then it just taught me, no, this isn't actually where I want to be going. And then I could get back on track more quickly to where I did want to be going. Mm. So it was embracing spending some time on me and also slowing down and having the space to do that. And I was fortunate. I did have a payout because I've been with the company for 24 years. And so I decided to take the time of that payout to do this. I chose, you know, yes, the fear would come up and thinking you should be applying for jobs. You should be applying for jobs. But then I would step back and say, no, if you're applying for jobs, you're getting in your own way of trying to find out what's next. You're Mm -hmm. forcing it instead of allowing it. Mm -hmm. And so it was definitely a time of, learning to slow down, which I hadn't done 
ever. (laughs) (laughs) But it was also a commitment to getting up every day at the same time and doing something every day that moved me forward. It wasn't about, I'm going to feel sorry for myself and I'm going to sleep in every day and not bother getting dressed and just hang out at home by myself, right? I, I never once did that. I knew that every day I still had to get up at the same time, you know, get my kids out the door to school, have breakfast with the family, and then start figuring out what can I do today that's productive for me? Is it some learning? Is it, you know, looking into different things, et cetera, et cetera? Is it meeting new people? What is it that I can do? And sometimes it was just being quiet. I started yoga. I'd never had time to do yoga before. And then yoga is a form of meditation in and of itself and and tapping into your body. And like you said, you know, it whispers and then there's the brick or the wrecking ball and starting to listen to my body. And uh, and that was a really powerful time of, of learning for me. Mm, I love that. And you know, I think it's such a, a, a beautiful example of the process. And it can be really common when people start out to, to have this thought or belief that I need to have it all figured out before I can start. And so knowing that that's actually not how it works. <laughs> so you need to kind of, you know, invest some energy, some soul force, some life force in what is that vision. And sometimes you have lots of clarity, sometimes you don't. But you don't let that lack of clarity stop you from taking the step. And and we don't have to know the how, we just need to know that the how is known. And so our work in the journey is what is the next step? And the next step is going to give me information. And that information might be, yes, this is this is moving in the right direction. Or the information might be, oh, that's not quite for me. So I can readjust. And and it sounds like that's really part of that process that you guide your clients on is, is you have that kind of framework, right? And you've you've been through the steps and you take people through the steps. And it's similar to kind of what I do as a, as a, a life coach, I'm not a health coach. So it's a different application. But having that bigger picture, that framework, and knowing that there there are steps to take, there is a journey, each person is going to have a unique experience of that. Um, but really being able to kind of lean into the structure of that. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And I like what you said about you don't necessarily know the next step and you don't have to know the how. Mm-hmm. But somewhere within me, I found that place to just trust in the process and keep putting mm-hmm. one foot in front of the other. And there's that saying there's, you know, we've got ready, aim, fire, mm-hmm. or we've got ready, fire, aim. Right. So I decided I was ready and I was firing. I was moving forward, but I didn't necessarily know where I was going. Yeah. I've never heard that before. I love that. (laughs) Afterwards, I could aim. Right. And then that would kind of be the straightening up. And now I'm on this path, like, you know, getting to the health coaching stage. Right. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. then, you know, I keep going on that path down the line. So, Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. And, and really what's so important here is the action, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in any journey to, to, to kind of start with a vision of something. And in your case, it's, you know, it's better health, vibrant health, or whatever it is that somebody's wanting and desiring for their life. 
but to take a step, like take some action. Yes. The action starts to create that momentum that creates transformation and change. And so how, how did you, Melissa, develop your, your capacity to trust the process? Because I think that that can be very scary for a lot of people, right? And we have to say, go to the gym to build muscles. We've got to build mm-hmm. our, our spiritual muscles, our mental muscles to be able to trust that process. So how did you do that? And, and how, how do you support your, your clients in developing the same? So what was interesting for me early on when I got out of the corporate world is I somehow naturally kind of came back to my own spirituality, which I think got crushed or wiped out or ignored in my corporate years. Now, I lost my father when I was young. I was only 13 when he passed away. And yet, I he was always with me. And I knew that. And it was like he's you know, I carried him on my shoulders. And when I had questions or decisions to be made, I could always reach out and get dad's advice, right? Or dad's input. And so when this spirituality came back to me, I realized I'd had that as a child ever since losing him. And I just hadn't used it in a long time. And we all have it within us. It's just the degree to which we've allowed it to be developed. And so I met a fellow at BNI and he said to me, you know, I think you'd really enjoy this book. And it was the universe has your back. And it Mm. was Gabby Bernstein's book. And I bought it and I read it and I really enjoyed it. And, but it wasn't just enjoying it. It was practicing it, right? Mm. It was the, the information in the book, isn't it? any good if you don't start putting things into action. Mm -hmm. And so I started practicing her suggestions in how you further tap into your spirituality, the universe, et cetera, et cetera. And that is how I learned to trust in the process. And she's since written other books and I've read all of her books and I love her work. And they're books that you can go back to and read over and over again. Mm. And Um, That is definitely how I strengthened my trust, my ability to trust in the process. Hmm. And when I'm working with my clients as well, I am asking them up front and letting them know that this isn't necessarily going to be easy. It might even be hard initially. It isn't going to be hard forever. But I'm asking you to trust in the process because I've taken many, many people through this, hundreds of people through my detox program, for instance, everyone's completed it and everyone's had profound results, but the first couple of days are hard. Mm. And so trust in the process, reach out with questions. I have an app that I put people on. So they have that direct connection with me. So they know they're supported. They can get their questions answered. I explain how our brain will work against us Mm. It because it's our best friend and our worst enemy at the same time, being that it's our best friend when it prevents us from stepping in front of a bus, Mm -hmm. but it's our worst enemy when we're getting into that place of growth and moving outside our comfort zone and doing something different. And our brain will notice that and go, hey, what are you doing? Hey, hey, hey. 
Hey, hey, no changing, no changing. Yeah, this is different. <laughs> Why don't you just come back over here where I know I can keep you safe and you're right. because you're Netflix, here. Right? Netflix. <laughs> yeah. So I explain this to them and teach them to talk back to their brain. You know, we say we have two ears and one mouth and we should listen more and talk less. Yes, when we're interacting with other people. But I say the opposite when we're interacting with those 70,000 thoughts we have in our head every day. Hmm. We should talk back to them and listen less because so many of those thoughts in our brain are not true. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, would you have any friends if you talk to your friend the way you talk to yourself in your head? No, right? So I explain all of this so that they understand that. So when they do start having those thoughts, they're it's not a you know, they're aware of what's happening and they mm-hmm. can speak back, back to their brain. And then what's really beautiful is that when we create the environment for our body to heal, it starts healing really quickly. Mm. And so it takes just, you know, inside the first week, they're starting to notice improvements. Maybe it's better sleep. Maybe it's more brain clarity or memory recall, or the aches and pains are starting to go away, or they're losing weight or whatever it is. And then they start to develop their own trust in the process. Mm. So that's how we get from no trust to Mm -hmm. their own trust. And they're buying into my belief, mm-hmm. right? And I know that I can guide them through this program because I've done it so many times before. Yeah, that's that is so important to, you know, when you're looking for someone to support you on your journey to to find someone who you can believe in their believing, especially when you're at the beginning of the journey or maybe where you're about to make a quantum leap into a new experience or version of yourself. That's where things can feel super, super shaky. So to be Mm -hmm. able to have someone who's like, are you sure this is, is this really how it's supposed to be? Is this really a good thing? Is this right? To be able to know and believe that, okay, they know that this works. They know that this is how it's supposed to work. I can relax. I can relax in that. And when we relax into it, that's when the body truly heals. Mm. And, you know, as a life coach, you have the same experiences with people, right? Mm -hmm. At the beginning, they don't have that belief. Mm -hmm. But when they feel your belief, that Mm -hmm. gives them the courage to step into it. Now, they have to be ready in order to feel that belief. If they're not ready it's not going to work. If they don't want to do the work themselves, it's not going to work. You nor I can do the work for them. Mm -hmm. Sorry, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Sorry, sorry to be the bearer of bad news. You got to do the work. (laughs) But when that person is ready and willing to do the work, that's when we have success, which is why I'm sure you do this as well. I offer a complimentary consult with every single person before we start working together. Because we have to know that we're a match. I'm not going to be the perfect practitioner for every single person out there. Mm-hmm. And so having that initial conversation will allow us to determine, can we work together? Are we a good match? And if we're not, I can refer you to someone else. I know a whole bunch of other integrative health practitioners that do exactly what I do that you mm-hmm. might be a better fit with. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because we want you to get the results that you are looking for. Mm-hmm. And you can only do that with someone that you have that good rapport with and that you can lean into their belief until you develop the belief for yourself. I love that. That's such an important point, right? Is that the fit is critical in whatever 
practitioner, you know, life coach, therapist, hairdresser, mechanic, anybody that you are working with that is supporting you, that you're, you know, buying a service or good from, especially a service, the fit is so important. And there's lots of reasons for that. And and I love that, Melissa, and really inviting people now, if you're considering, you know, taking a step to get the support that is going to help you move forward, to, to check in and honor and listen to the part of you that knows, right? And there's going to be a part of you that's like, yeah, okay, this person feels like, ah, okay, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit scared, because that's part of the process. But okay, I feel like this is my person. Trust that part of you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Melissa, how can people connect with you? And I know you have like a really cool free gift for my listeners. So, can you tell me about those things? And and of course, I will have all of the links in the show notes for for the people listening. Sure. So, my website is yourguidedhealthjourney.com. And my email address is simply melissa at yourguidedhealthjourney.com. And yes, my free gift is called Discover Your Toxic Load Quiz. And that is very often an eye-opening experience for people to take. It doesn't take long, probably 10 minutes, but it runs you through a list of about 105 questions and all the answers are pretty much the same, which is why you can do it quickly. But it starts you to recognize, oh, I have that symptom. I have that symptom. I have that symptom. I have that symptom. Mm. And as you mentioned earlier, our body first whispers to us. And if we don't pay attention, it might come along with a two by four. And then if we still (laughs) don't pay attention, well, that's when I say the wrecking ball hits us. Mm -hmm. And what's happening in society today is that we normalize so many of our symptoms Mm. and we write them off in our mind as aging or genetics or seasonal allergies or something else and do nothing because we've normalized it. And the reality is, is that we don't have to feel worse and have aches and pains and poor sleep, et cetera, et cetera, because we're getting older, we can actually recognize these symptoms and choose to do something about them and alleviate them. And so this quiz will show you where you're at in terms of your toxic load, because we do live in a toxic world, as I've said, we can't avoid it anymore but we can help our body in processing those toxins and getting them back out. And that is so critically important because those toxins left inside our body unchecked create an environment of inflammation. And that inflammation causes our cells to trigger our genes to turn on disease. Hmm. But we now know through the science of epigenetics that the genetic portion is really only five to 10% of the equation. And 90 to 95% of the equation is the environment we create inside our body. We can create a body that is inhospitable to disease by getting rid of our toxins. Mm-hmm. And so this quiz lets you know what your toxic load score is. And it may be high because of the world we live in. But now you know, when we know better, we do better. So mm-hmm. the question is then what action do you choose to take as a result of knowing? And I invite people to book a call with me so we can have that conversation to see if I'm the right person to guide you on your health journey. Hmm. And inside three weeks, have you feeling better with more energy than you felt in a long time? Because that's what I hear 
from my clients over and over again. And I truly believe if I can reach enough people with my message and those that are speaking the same message and get the entire Western world detoxing, that we wouldn't have the chronic illness we have in our world today. We've been taught to shower and wash our outer body for good health and hygiene, but we've completely forgotten about our inner body. Hmm. Wow. Well, that I'm like, I'm hopping on there. I am hopping on there and taking that quiz. So I cannot wait to do that. Thank you, Melissa. And I, I love that. Um, how you, how you mentioned that we have been taught to normalize these things and we have, um, and normal is just what we know, right? And so it's the same with becoming the main character of your life. We've been taught to normalize maybe feeling unconfident or, or feeling disconnected or feeling empty or feeling sick or aching or tired or whatever that is. And, and really there are so many entry points to this journey for, for people to become the main character of their story. And for some people, it's their emotions. Some people, it's their physical body. Some people, it's their spirituality. Some people, it's their results. They're looking at the actual, you know, maybe the money in the bank or the relationship status. And so for people listening, if this is resonating with you, this is your step to take. This is your and step I, to take. I love that you just said that and just you know, the name of your podcast and being the hero of your own story. That's my goal is for people to realize they can also be the hero of their own health journey. Mm -hmm. They don't have to wait until they get sick and then go to a doctor and expect to be given something to make them better. That's giving up our power. Mm -hmm. Let's take that power back and let's be proactive in our health and take on that heroin role in all aspects of our life. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Love that. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. This was so interesting. And uh, my brain is really, um, it's its kind of integrating and percolating. And like I said, I'm super excited to go and, and take that toxic load quiz. And so for my listeners, again, if that resonates for you, I really encourage you to go and check that out. The link will be in the show notes. And Melissa, before we bring this in for a landing, is there is there any advice you would want to give your your earlier self or any words that you would kind of final words you'd want to share uh, with my listeners? The advice that I would give to my earlier self is something that I learned very early on in starting my health coaching uh, certification. And that is that self-care is the most selfless act because it allows you to show up and give the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. Mm. And I wish I'd known that when my kids were little, mm. but once I learned it and I implemented that in my life, that was a massive shift in my life and being able to show up in a place of joy and fun and loving my life, which helped with the mindset to keep going when things got hard. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. That, yeah, self-care, right? And we don't give from our cup, we give from our saucer. So fill your cup so full that it's overflowing. 
Yeah. Goosebumps. I love it. Goosebumps. That was Lisa Nichols <laughs> who said that. I didn't make that yep. up. So. Yep, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so as always, my beloved listeners, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast and know that I love hearing from you. So when you, when you hear something that really resonates for you, or you have like an aha moment, or you're pulling over on the side of the road to digest what you've just heard, reach out, let me know. And until next time, this is my dead dragon. Thank you.